That's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, oh god, it's a toad, son. It. Huh? It's a fucking toad, dude. Yeah. I wake up to a little bit of drool on my pillow, feel like it's gonna be a bad day. What is going on, the OneCast fans? Welcome to our first ever live episode of the OneCast podcast. This will be episode 30, uh, week 30, whatever you want to call it. 29 comes out tomorrow. Make sure you check that out. We talk about uh, the MLFs cheating on Cayuga, a whole bunch of stuff on that one uh, that we give our opinions and talk about. So be sure to check that out when it drops tomorrow at 7 p.m. Uh, as always, make sure you check out onecastfishing.com. Use the code the OneCast, all one word, to save 10% off your order. Check out the snagless jigs, uh, long neck hooks, which uh, I think we'll talk about a little bit here, and uh, the weedless neds. Uh, and uh, yeah, so make sure you check those out. Make sure you check out our uh, our veteran organizations that we like to talk about. I'm going to scroll them across the bottom. Uh, for those of you that might not know, as soon as I remember how to how to work this, because we haven't been live for a couple weeks. Uh, and yeah, episode 30, 30, dirty weeks, 30, 30 weeks we've been doing this. It's pretty crazy to think. Uh, feels like yesterday we came in here in our, our old setup and recorded our first which, episode and didn't know what was going to happen or where it was going to take us. But which I think with episode 30, as like, can you guys hear me? Is my, yeah. uh, I can't hear myself. That may be the issue. You probably have to turn his but, um, volume up on his headset. Yeah, okay. Well, no, I still can't hear. But anyways, uh, episode 30, kind of a round number to do our first live. So a bit of housekeeping. Obviously, you guys are watching it right now. We're going to try to screen share and pull up the new product showcase down at ICAST 2023. We were down there last year. We're not down there this year. We just we got to work and we got some other priorities uh, to knock out. Uh, but we'll talk about that in a minute. And obviously, you're seeing this live now. It's live on YouTube. Uh, it'll be up there from now on. Uh, we'll just post the audio version next uh, next Thursday. So yeah, yep. So anybody that's just listening, you're going to hear us talking to talking to some folks that are watching. Uh, you'll hear us say their names. We may answer some questions. Uh, if you are watching after the fact and you want to give us your question or opinion, uh, go to YouTube to the video. Go below on the audio. Leave a comment. Join our Facebook group. Uh, search the OneCast community on Facebook. Uh, you can jump in there and, and make a post, and we can talk about all this stuff. But like Ben said, we're going to pull up the new product showcase. Uh, we'll scroll through the stuff that isn't necessarily relevant. I did filter out a bunch of like the clothes and other stuff because they're clothes. We don't need to spend a bunch of time talking about those. <laughs> uh, but there's going to be some salt water and things like that that we're not going to spend a bunch of time on. Not that we don't like saltwater fishing, just we don't know enough about it it's, to really. It's not our expertise. Yeah, it's not something that I'm, uh, any of us, before, maybe Trey. Before we uh, get started here, I, I, I know we've all been looking at the new product showcase. We've been watching the videos. Trey, what are your initial impressions, what you're seeing out of ICAST this year? You know, going down there last year and, and kind of getting like absolutely getting firsthand experience about ICAST and, and, and how it was ran, I was really impressed it was it was an overwhelming experience to see like all the vendors and the different businesses and stuff down there um and again you know like i'm just getting into the industry so it was really cool and exciting uh but when i compare last year to uh, to this year uh when when you start looking at the baits when you start looking at the electronics you know some of the hardware stuff like that you know for me it doesn't stimulate me like last year stimulated me it's not as exciting um i think we get extremely wrapped around like new products and new electronics and stuff. And it's all exciting. But for me, 
I'm just, you know, I'm not super excited about it. But again, I may change my attitude if I was standing, you know, in Orange, uh, in the Orange County Convention Center right now. I was going to say, yeah, there really wasn't anything last year that was groundbreaking or overly exciting that was released at ICAST, but except the Snagless Jig. Except the Snagless Jig. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but there's definitely a different feeling when you're there and you're around the buzz and, and you get to hear people talking good and bad about, about the things that are coming out. And, um, you know, if you ever have the opportunity to go with a, a company as a representative or something, it's definitely something to, to do, uh, to check out and experience. Uh, it is not open to the general public, so it's not something you can just go, go to. Uh, it really is for, for the industry, for tackle shops and, and buyers and sellers and dealers. And then the media has an opportunity, which is how we would have gone this year. Uh, I can promise you we will be there next year, at least some contingency of us, if not all of us. Uh, we will be at, at ICAST next year uh, with with the podcast. I've, I've had I don't know how many messages of people wanting to meet with us this week uh, down there, and we're not there to do that. Uh, I didn't know there was going to be demand to meet with us, but uh, we, we've had several folks reach out. So we'll be back next year. Uh, you can guarantee that we'll bring you live content from down there. I'm sure we'll set up and do a, a live from uh, from the room and all that stuff. So yeah, Airbnb, whatever we have. But, but. but make no mistake, like, going down there as a vendor going down there as media probably media not so much but especially as a vendor it's exhausting you know like that's where a lot of those professional deals are done between businesses and and people that are going to carry the product of whatever business they're negotiating with there's a lot it's it's business um of course relationships are 100 the most important thing and then the after hour events that different companies hold, you know, whether or not it's a social or um, a party of some sort, like those are, those are really cool. But when you're in the booth, like you're working your butt off, yeah, you know, but it's not just tackle and it's not just electronics and stuff. There's, there's a variety of people that go down there from biologists um, to media to the United States postal service uh, went down there last year. So it's not just, all about fishing it's 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 a lot about the outdoor space but um you know looking at it this year it's just we're in a different position so it's not as exciting all right well we're i think we're about almost seven minutes in now so let's let's go ahead and pete if you want to bring up the uh yeah. new product showcase okay, here yep, yep. we'll do a little screen share so hopefully if you guys want to give us a thumbs up to make sure uh, when we get this up here you can you can see the new products but we're pulling this directly off the uh, icast website uh, so uh, you've probably you have all probably seen from either Bassmaster or Wired to Fish. There have been new products, uh, articles released. Um, there there are hundreds, if not thousands, more than what's listed uh, on those websites. And there's a there's a reasons for that at all. But if you go to the actual iCast website or you download their app iCast 2023, yeah. you can see all the various new products. And you can see on the screen here, we just filter them for what we kind of want to talk about and care about. So. Yeah, we, we have 484 get, results. In exactly. <laughs> we're, we're not going to go through all of them, but we, we got rod and reels, tackle management, you know, obviously your terminal tackle, your your soft and hard baits, rod and reels, electronics, that sort of stuff. So we're going to kind of ignore the, the the coolers and the 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 wear, yeah. right, the apparel, the fits and all that. So yeah. Uh, so let's roll through. Um, can you still see comments when you're uh, – I can see some of them. Yeah, I can't see them all, but we'll uh, – I'll back out every once in a while and check on comments because we're looking in full screen so we can see it with you because we're, our monitor is one small monitor and one large. So we're looking at a large monitor with you guys. If you leave a comment and we don't jump right on it, give me a minute because I'll go I'll go back to the, the small screen where I can see your comments and, and just make sure we keep up. But we're going to scroll down, and when something we 
think we want to talk about. We'll just talk about it. Some of this stuff, like this bait, is something that kind of excites me. I don't know, maybe not everybody. I keep forgetting which monitor I'm on. I'm on this one. This Barbados is more of a saltwater, but I'm I like glide baits and those types of things. So that's a little bit, you know, fish fast glide bait type deal. I I do want to say something on the saltwater baits. Uh, you know, for those of of us who are exclusively bass fishing, like. If you've been bass fishing long enough, you know as well as I do that saltwater baits will work in freshwater situations. So don't be shy from the saltwater uh, section in Walmart or online or wherever you go. Like saltwater baits tend to tend to work in certain situations and something that's not traditionally thrown. So if you can find something different that works for you, it might be an opportunity for success. Yeah, I don't. There's mostly the only saltwater baits out there in freshwater or topwater baits just because I love yep. some of them. But uh, there's definitely applications where they work. And oh, I know. I remember that's. I'm getting there. This is one I want to talk about. This is Zoo Pop. This is American Bait Works. Bring up that full screen. This now. is a uh, a soft-bodied popper. Uh, so it's 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 got your traditional popper shape, but it's got a frog hook, you know, dual frog hook, uh, soft body like a frog. Uh, ben was kind of like, I don't know. The reason I like this and Trey can back me up because we've been doing a lot of frog fishing this year. Ben, Ben has a lot of experience frog fishing. So full size frogs. I don't care what anybody says. If you're fishing a body of water that gets pressured and sees a lot of frogs, a full size frog eventually is not as effective. So everybody is now throwing those little two inch and two and a half inch, like the pad crasher juniors. There's some other brands smaller profile but you still have a wider frog profile this now gives me the opportunity to throw uh, for instance the last time trey and i had a really good frog bite they were eating bluegill like most of the fish we caught when we got them to the boat had bluegill fins sticking out of their gullets they were just the, the bluegill were in there doing their thing popping in the pads and they were feeding on them this gives you more of that bait fish profile it's going to be more slender and it's just going to be a more compact so it's a different look from the normal frogs that everybody's throwing does it have the weight on it like what do you mean on the bottom you mean like on like a yeah it's it's basically a frog yeah. it's just a slimmer profile close, close out the full screen there and is there an actual weight on the uh oh what it weighs Let what it see. weighs because now that i think about it more it's perfect right you can keep in the strike zone longer work yeah. slow the only thing i'm concerned about and it doesn't Maybe. give the weight there in the description is how heavy is it yeah because if you're trying to fish heavy pads with a heavy rod and and, and thick braid, you know, 50, 60, 70, whatever braid you're throwing, right? Um, depending on the weight, the castability might sure. be an issue with it. Yeah, I'm thinking it shouldn't be too bad because I see here, you know, it's got a metal split ring with the, the you know, your feathered tail that looks like a metal connector there. I can't, it won't let us zoom in. Like but I just everything. don't know, you know, if it's... But yeah, I, I get what you're saying with it, the weight. And we'll see it. Striking's coming out with a little splash at Pop R Bay, but yeah. the, the Ricos have them, and they're a quarter ounce. And they're, they're a, you've almost got to go down to a more finesse type of rod to be yeah. able to throw that. Yep. Um, but I think it's great. It's definitely a different, you know, not, you know, different presentation, something a little bit different than most of the fish are, are targeting. Well, especially if you're looking at, uh, you know, we have certain lakes in the, in the, in the country that have a lot of submerged vegetation that just goes right to the top of the water you know we have it on mayo lake for instance um i think gunnersville has it. a lot of lakes have it and so you can't sometimes fish a pop r effectively over that because your tr treble hooks are going to catch 
this is just another option to where you can mimic that bait fish profile and still work that over some vegetation and stuff like that too. Right. Because before they killed the pads in, in my little lake, a great technique was, well, you caught a five pounder that day. That's right. Using a, uh, it was, it was a KVD splash, I think, but a popper style bait just up around the pads and they weren't super thick, but if right. you try to, if you, tr if you try to throw that popper behind all those pads, yep. you wouldn't be able to do it. Yep. All right, so we keep going down here uh, on the list here. That's definitely my favorite topwater bait that's coming out, though, for sure, that I'm looking forward yep. to. Yep. The, uh, What's going on, Rodney Veda? Glad to let us know you could see it. Thanks, Alive. Mom, yeah. for watching from Kalamazoo. Yeah. Bassmaster sends saltwater spook in the membership. Yes, they do. That little saltwater spook they send is a great one. Uh, and then, salt. yeah, the saltwater hooks are, are nice. I, sometimes I think because they're the, the stainless or whatever, they have a super bright profile, I feel like. It probably is in my head, but I think the fish see the hook more. I don't know. And, and if you're listening to this, as as we mentioned before, uh, obviously we're doing this live, so we're also reading live comments. So it's also a plug. Almost every Friday uh, evening at 7 p.m. Eastern, we do a Fishing Friday. So, And that's where we you all can pop on and comment and, and interact with us. So it looks like bait fuel. They've got, they've got a saltwater gel. And they got uh, they got a deodorant. <laughs> Trey's been calling. Yeah, so we got some bait fuel deodorant hard bait stick going on here. So I, if they have not done that for a viral video commercial. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know what we should American do? American Baitwork. Oh, yeah. Reach out. Yeah. yeah. I, got a, <laughs> I got a perfect video in my head for that. You know, if you're one of those that really believes in sense, whether or not you're, you know, the thump gels, the bait feels, the, you know, garlic smells, stuff like that. Um, AJ's magic. Yep. All that stuff. You know, this is something that, uh, you know, I, I put liquid, uh, bait fuel on some of my, my hard baits, but I'm just not convinced that it stays on there, you know? So this may be an opportunity for it to, uh, with, with the original to maybe help bait fuel. Uh, I'm interested to try in some of those hollow body plastics that that's are right about to come out and see how much longer it stays. In yeah. Um, Proficiency has got some new combos. They did come out with a, a little bit more expensive spinning reel uh, proficiency, you know, known for their crazy colors and, and all that. If that's your thing, cool. Not, not really my, uh, my style, Steve Loper. When you watch this, uh, that'll go good with your boat, bud. Like, you should definitely rock that so you have a spinning rod in your boat. Steve's going to have to listen to this because he's fishing a wildcat tournament right now. Yeah, yeah. That flipping bait there, the Perfection Lures Deli flipping yep. bait, it looks like it's got a keel on the back end. It yeah, does, it does. Kinda, doesn't it? So that's probably got a lot of kick, which, I mean, warm water is great. Not, I don't know about a cold water flipping bait. I usually don't want that much action, but that's going to have a ton of action. It's going to be a really nice trailer. Mm -hmm. Um and a good flipping bait on its own. I, I with when I'm flipping, I like more subtle stuff. I don't know about you guys, but I'm not I'm not real big into like a big heavy kick when I'm flipping. It just seems like I get more bites out of the the more subtle movement, like like a D bomb or something along those lines. I mean, when you look at flipping like around gum trees, cypress trees, you know, flipping uh, pad edges or whatever, or or laydowns. I mean. I think a lot of times, like if you get it right in front of the fish's face, like it's it's a reaction strike, you know, um, where I think a lot of the action matters is when you talk about dragging a big Carolina rig or you putting a, you know, you're dragging a football head jig on the bottom of the water or something like that. Yeah, like, or you want to dead stick it. Or you want to dead stick it. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, we, we crush them all the time just on stick baits, yeah. you know. I'm buying this multi-view revolution, their little camera. Yeah, so Pete's definitely going to... I'm saving up for the underwater <laughs> drone. 
<laughs> yeah, Ben wants the under underwater drone. Dave, if you spike it, works great on Cinco's. Um, Smells taste for a while. Yep, spike it if you want a little color and flavor. That's the way to go. Let's see. Okay, These are saltwater hook. hooks. I did put terminal tackle because there was a couple things that I wanted to talk about. I don't know why that's considered a non-motorized boat accessory, but if you need a hammock, boat is coming out with a water hammock. So that, if that's your your thing, more rod sleeves. Everybody has them now. Uh, we've talked about this bait pot before. I think is it called bait? Yeah, I, I think I think that's the one that that Scott Martin promos in in a lot of his videos. And listen, you're you're seeing a lot of forward facing sonar related gels and stuff come out. You know, tungsten weights and gels and and stuff like that. And there is a there is a, a piece of terminal tackle that I'm really excited about coming on later up or later on. But the forward-facing sonar game, man, like it's strong, and, and people are trying to figure out a way to maximize that image. Yeah, yep. Adds the spray fish attract to air dry. Yep. I think you got that right. That was a different one, but yeah, if you put the the spray fish attractants on and let it dry out before you fish them, it'll last longer. Absolutely. All right, let's keep going down here. Uh, so the down. bait pop. Yeah, hold on. I gotta get. I gotta get my mouse on the right screen again. Uh, some different weights. Uh, not really anything excited there. I do really like these. I'm a Daiwa guy. I'm on their their VIP program. I love, but I I really like these baits reels. They're all aluminum CNC, super quality reels. They are expensive, but mostly made, made right here. here. Five ounces. Yeah. Oh, they're heavy because they're they're that's light. I mean, yeah, you're right. It's like it's the new trucks. Compared to some of the stuff they're I'm just using, but super light. It's all aluminum. There's not much plastic. It's all machined. Um, they're made here in the U.S. If I remember correctly. Uh, they're just solid if you pick one up that just feels like a solid so if you're looking for a high quality reel uh, i'm always going to recommend daiwa but if you're looking for american made something like that definitely check out check out the baits train i looked at this too earlier this bass reaper mortal creature uh it's just a little it's got it, we said it looks like a cockroach yeah like just the main um, body like the torso. It's got that torso <laughs> you know the head i was thinking i don't really i can't zoom in so i don't really know what's going on with its with its flippers there like it's a, it's an interesting looking bait it's, it's a little bit different than every other creature bait right and everybody complains uh how baits are are always the same it's a copy of somebody else's bait this one definitely looks to be a little bit different. I need to see it in person uh, for sure, but uh, it looks to be a little bit different than uh, than what we see normally with a creature bait. So uh, if you like fishing creature baits, that might be uh, might be a bait worth checking out. That's coming from Bass Reaper. Yeah, and let's talk about the new product showcase real quick just as we scroll down. A lot of these companies will enter their products into the new product showcase, and I think it's day three of iCast. Um, there's a voting, there's a, a voting system on, on who's no, going to have it's tonight. It's the first, they, is it the first night? Yeah. They'll announce it tonight. Okay. I can't remember when it is, but at some point in ICAST, uh, with a new product showcase in all the different categories, there's a voting system. They vote on what, what wins. Right. And, and there's an award and stuff that, that is at the end. So it's kind of a big deal. Um, I know one cast fishing entered the, the new product showcase last year and we were hanging out for it. Of course. Uh, I think what was it, Hummingbird or Minn Kota or something like that? They ended up winning. Well, for they're the, not going to win the category that the jig was in. I right, think the yeah. slobber knocker. Yeah, the slobber knocker ended up winning last year for Berkeley, but um, it's just an opportunity to get your product out there as a vendor and yeah. and, and see how it does. And it's it's media, and then there's another group of folks that get to vote on. Yeah, and they used, I think they vote by noon on Wednesday, and then that's when everyone wants to go in. Yeah. And the re again, the reason why we wanted to come live and share some of these products is. 
again, a lot, a lot of a lot of the ones we're talking about here, you're not going to see a lot of media because they're just smaller companies. Yeah, that's right. And a lot of this stuff is not, you're not going to see this on shelves till fall. So don't get super excited. There are some that are out already. We'll point those out. There's a few that I already got my hands on because I have a couple connections. Um, and we can talk about that. <laughs> Rub it in. But, uh, yeah, uh, so mo a lot of this stuff you're not going to see till later in the fall. I did want to um, shoot out uh, BizBaits. Yep. BizBaits, you know, a North Carolina company. Um, they're out close to Charlotte, but they, uh, this is their first year down there. Um, and then they've got a bunch of new soft plastics and then terminal tackle. Yeah. They redid their lead design. So there's some changes to their heads. If you like their heads, uh, they've also launched, uh, their deal with true South is no more true South has restarted on its own. Uh, biz baits now has launched their line of, uh, biz baits, buzz baits, spinner baits, jigs. Mm -hmm. Um, so uh, definitely check them out. I really, I liked their spinner base. Excuse me. When they were with true South, uh, they were, they were well, well, well made high quality. I, I assume they will be the same. Yeah. Um, probably get some more, more from them. So definitely check them out. A good, like you said, a good local. They're, they're soft plastics the sell themselves too. I really, yes. I don't use many, but they're, um, dizzy diamonds. And I really, it's tough to beat They're, the other Z baits, another good one mm -hmm. uh, for a floating tail for your shaky head and stuff. But the dizzy diamond is a tough one to beat. Yeah. Uh, stands up really well. Tail floats uh, just all together. Good. So check out biz baits. If you've never heard of them. Uh, it seems like every professional angler with who they're partnered with released their own signature jig. Oh, there's this year. like 3000 <laughs> signature series jig. One jig company we saw had four different, yeah. Flipping jigs by four different anglers. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the Brian New flipping jig, the James Williams flipping jig. The, it was wild. Yeah. If you want to heat your water up really fast, your live wells, buy a live okay. well lid viewport, throw it on there so the sun can beat on it all day. I will say, I will say, I did watch a video. I won't name the name, but this person is running the, the live well lid viewport on there. Screen. on their boat it's a video there's oh, a video and uh and that was the number one question hey everyone i'm captain luke taylor i'm here to show you one of the most innovative products that's hit the bass fishing world in the past decade that's a live well lid viewport what this product does is allows me to look back and see that my live well pumps are running and my fish aren't going belly up all from the front deck of my bass boat this means more time fishing more hook sets and more tournaments won and less time checking on my bass the new patent-pending viewport has a special coating designed to reduce condensation and fogging of the window and uses specially formulated acrylic designed to block up to 50% of heat-causing radiation from the sun and has air vents to help remove harmful metabolic gases. The viewport can be mounted in an existing lid, making it a great retrofit project for existing boats or integrated as a standard upgrade part for OEM boat production. Yeah. Teak Isle's new live well viewport can be the difference between placing or not in a tournament by allowing. Look, I mean, that's that's interesting. At least for my boat, I can hear my pumps running. Yeah. You know? I mean, I just, whenever I sit down to make a run, I just open up my live well lid and go, yep, they're still living. <laughs> so I get it. Yeah, I mean, like, understandably, I mean, the concept is great. Uh, you know, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. But you really need to know how to fizz your fish. You yeah. won't have to open your live wells or constantly check your live wells all the time. Like if you know how to properly fizz your fish so they don't they don't go belly up. And listen, you still have to fizz your fish sometimes out of six inches of water, especially when they're extremely stressed out. Yep. Uh, I understand the concept. If it works, it works. Good for them.
somebody called me the important man. What can I? Oh, David, <laughs> Veda. Uh, how does the how does the uh, bait pop with spunk with the spunk? How's the bait pop work? I've never used it. Just curious if you actually notice a difference or not. And if Pete was that important, he would know. Yeah, I'm definitely not that important. <laughs> I, I paid for the baits that I have, and I was just lucky and found a retailer that got them early. But I make it sound cool by Walmart. <laughs> Wasn't Walmart. <laughs> Let's keep scrolling. Uh, I actually am really excited about these Boogerman buzz baits. A weird name. Yeah, they look pretty good. Come on, I really like that. Is going to thump the head. You're going to have a lot of click there. Uh, Super compact. Yeah, it's a nice compact bait. They do make one that's a little bit longer, but that's going to be a killer bait. I'm going to have a, a 50 of them jokers probably. <laughs> He's going to have 50 of them and never throw one. No, and then they have a bigger half ounce one, but I'm I'm more of a three eighths uh, for that, but. Yeah, check them out. That's a smaller company I've never heard of. Boogerman Bait Company. Uh, looks like they're they're making a run at, at getting their their baits out there to everybody. So, if you like compact little buzz baits, man, that's gonna be a good one. Nine One One Custom Lures, who's another North Carolina company, makes a really nice compact buzz bait. Also, uh, check them out as well if if that's uh, your thing. Uh, compact buzz baits. I'm gonna talk about rods. John Cruz, the big bait rod. I have one. I've had one since they were released. Great rod. If you're looking for a rod that you can do a ton of stuff with as far as big baits, I mean, you can see their A-rigs. Uh, if you're throwing mag drafts, that's a that's a one-ounce spinner bait. Uh, that's, the K, that's an actual KGB shad, I know, because it's mine. But uh, if the new resin one that Spro and KGB came out with, this is a touchy subject for me, and I'll go into it real quick. <laughs> they needed to borrow this bait to take the pictures because John was fishing a tournament, so he couldn't send any of his. So I had to ship it to new york and it was the most nerve-wracking couple like week about a week of my life because if anybody knows they're super hard bait to get i was very lucky and a, a good friend byron who's on the show big bait guy had one he was letting go and he, he hooked me up with a good deal on it and uh but it throws that and the spro one great so if you're looking at getting into throwing you know i'm not going to say big glides because that's not really a big glide it's only like an ounce and a half uh, if, if you're looking for a rod to throw a rigs uh, big big cranks that's the um that's the like 25 foot diamond crank that's like three inches long mm -hmm. uh the body's like three inches plus the bill's like two and a half didn't you i can't think who makes what size was this like the a, rod that you caught your first glide bait fish on the other day no i wasn't throwing okay. I was, that was a regular swim bait rod i have that rigged up with braid right now because i've been throwing uh big softs down at the river some and that's what i've been using it for so it's got like 50 pound braid on it and, and cashin's also coming out and you might be able to explain this better pete but uh they're BFF saltwater rods. Yep, we're going to talk yep. about them next. So if you're looking for a big bait rod, highly recommend that John Cruz big bait rod. Uh, they do have swim bait rods that will do the same stuff, but this this one's way more versatile across a, a wider range of different baits. Um, it might not pull up the saltwater because I didn't pull it, but yeah. So the other the other ones that cash in, as you know, most of us here in the room are throwing cash in. Our friends throw cash in. Uh, great rods, American-made. Uh, if you're a saltwater guy and that's your thing, they came out with two, uh, basically, yeah, saltwater BFS. They're called saltwater finesse. So the new new wave Z-Man came out with a bunch of baits and stuff is like Ned rigging in saltwater, light heads, smaller swim baits, uh, basically like our BFS applications in freshwater. Take that over salt. So they're a little bit heavier than the freshwater BFS stuff, um, but they have a spinning and a casting. So the, the castings like your salt BFS, kind of like the BFS rods they released. And then the, uh, the salt finesse Ned rig rod called the salty Ned is, <laughs> is the spinning rod. 
Uh, and I'm probably going to pick one up and use it in freshwater for some stuff because I really like the action on that rod. Yeah. Um, it, and again, they're not, you're not hamstrung to just fishing with saltwater. Like, are we saying, do. are we saying saltwater fish are even getting pressure now? They, yeah. I mean, absolutely. <laughs> they absolutely are. Everything's getting pressure now. You know, it's uh, another jig. There's 300 kajillion of them on this list. Uh, if you're not using one cast jigs for whatever reason, there's a bunch you can check out. Daiwa. Uh, I'm a Daiwa guy. They redid the Tatula 100 for this year. Uh, they made some changes to the body. They brought in their lighter spool. Um, things should cast 10 miles, still using the T-wing. Uh, so I think the T-wing is probably the best casting real system on the market uh, just because of the way the, the line will come off that spool and everything. Uh, so if you're looking to get into that, 180 bucks. Yeah, it's reasonably priced too. And that and that hundred size, like high quality reel, I don't think you can beat that. That's what's the gear ratio on that? Is it coming? They, have, they come in, yeah. Okay. Everything from I think six eight to eight one. They'll be great. I mean, I got one of the I got a couple of the older ones. Yeah, so they'll they'll be just fine. Yep. Um, if you're a musky guy, they came out with a crazy looking. I'm just gonna click this because it's wild looking. It's a Daiwa. It's like a big giant spy bait. I think it's 11 inches. It's got blades and everything. So our northern guys, you like to chase them toothy critters. Uh, might be something to look at. Yeah, but dude, if they make a pure silver one and you're on a blueback herring lake, like I guarantee you that would pick them up if they were schooling, man. Yeah, I've never been a Denali guy. I guess they have uh, reels now. Have they always had reels? Anybody know? Yeah, I thought they did. Yeah, have they? Oh, Denali always made rods. I know they made rods. Uh, rods yeah. Um, I'm going back to comments real quick. Uh, I track attract smaller lures. To be honest, bigger bass make me downsize my lures. That's all. Yep, I hear you. All right, let's see here. Uh, Denali, this is a bunch of catfish stuff. If you're into catfish and they came out, I don't know what any of this is, so I'm not going to talk <laughs> about it. But some kind of dragon brush guard and a and a mat and a big old weedless hook. It looks like and some rattling pegs i'll tell you if if there's anyone that gets snagged up more than anybody it's those competitive catfish oh, yeah. catfish guys i mean i went with a buddy of mine and we probably went through a dozen of those big hooks you know uh hooking cut bait and stuff like that there ain't no weed guard on it like it's it's just one of those things like I, i'm sure anything that can help those catfish bubbles like you have some weedlessness would be good. This uh, drone fisher tackle has a, if you have a DJI air 25, they came out with a bunch of stuff. If you want to go drop base with your drone, uh, Trey and I were talking <laughs> uh, with all the sonar pressure fisher getting, we're going to be launching them off our bass boat soon. So you need to, to get your drop shot out there 500 <laughs> yards. We're going to have to launch it with a drone because it's so much forward facing sonar pressure. It takes long lining to a whole new level. That's, That's a right. whole new level. <laughs> That's right. Imagine uh, how deep you can get those crankbaits if you could. Could you imagine? Higher spool out. I can get that crankbait down to like 55 feet. My luck, I would <laughs> My luck, I would put that joker all the way out there like 200 or some yards. And crash the drone. I would take one crank <laughs> and one would eat it half a foot under and it would be like a nine pounder. It would turn and run and it would go pink and that would be. Nah, you'd have. Then you'd have a nine pounder with 300 feet of fluorocarbon swimming around the lake. Getting wrapped up in everyone else's <laughs> props. Uh Eagle Claw's got a bunch of stuff coming out. Salt, uh, salt, yeah. Ice fishing, um, some you know, some starter combos for kids. They're you know, they're they're colored hooks. When I trout fish a lot, uh, when I lived in Pennsylvania, I liked those uh, coconut hooks with the color on them. I, I like the yellow ones. Probably didn't make a difference, but 
trolling stuff again if you're into that it's there this is what we're excited about um this uh echo jigs company Um, i'm just trying to see where the picture of what they have so it's blown up for y'all but they they've created a jig so we'll go through this uh they have some pictures of all of them and what they did it doesn't i know some people have been testing this so i trust people that i trust uh, but they took your normal jig head shape uh, and they cut a hard edge into everything. So your vertical has a flat top. Your deep tomahawk has a flat and that has a flat surface. So on your forward facing sonar, when it pings off that flat, hard surface, it's m- it's much more intense of a return. Uh, and you can see it a lot better. They're just getting rid of the stealth. They're just yeah. getting rid of the stealth. Yeah. I mean, exactly. And honestly, with with everyone, you know, like how Gussie won the classic uh, in Tennessee, you know, he was Demiki rigging and stuff like that. And and a lot of guys and gals are are getting out there and trying to perfect that finesse vertical fishing with forward facing sonar and stuff. And this isn't just for vertical fishing, but you know, you're looking for that for that really good return so you can see what's going on. And uh, this is really exciting, and I'm definitely going to pick me up some of these when they hit the market. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to give them a try. Like I know some folks that have been trying them. Um, going to be different. Uh, he, as an interchangeable. So they yeah, this was interesting. Jig. Uh, oh, wait, I'm on the wrong screen. It's not – there's no skirt, but apparently you can change the weight and stuff. If you're a – I don't know what application – probably this is probably a walleye deal would be my guess. Uh, if you're banging banging around rocks and stuff to try to try to protect the hook point a little bit, but uh, something a little bit different. I don't know how the weight changes or anything. A lot like uh, you know one cast weedless swim jig that's skirted. Uh, they don't have a skirt; they have a round ball head. Um, so just something else different. I, I like different because there's not a lot of change in the industry anymore. A lot of innovation uh, there. If you need a jig, you can go to Epic Baits. You can get your Scott Suggs casting jig, your Wesley Strader casting jig. Uh, I don't know what the difference between the two is. Uh, they're both casting jigs. <laughs> they probably, I don't, this is what Trey and I were talking about, like a bunch of different, I, I'm not a fan of this shaky head design at all. Like the hooks rusted already. They, they I mean, let's be honest, but that's no, a terrible image. Outside of that, just I mean, like they that. didn't clean up the head. Look at the yeah. screw out there. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, so let's, let's talk about this for a minute. Like, this, if you're a first timer going to iCast and you're trying to market a product and find a niche uh, in the industry, I would have your shot group as tight as you could, right? The first impressions is lasting impressions. If you're if you're submitting really low quality photos and and you're not doing your due diligence and taking your best of your best product down there for all these major companies to see you're doing yourself a huge disservice yeah i mean there's paint all over the hook shank like but even besides all that i just don't like that design like it'll catch fish though it'll catch them oh i'm sure it will i mean rooster tails there's a whole bunch of those being released and they're still catching power rate catches fish like um, I think there's even some live bait on here (laughs) we don't have that pulled up but there was like night crawlers and stuff so uh, I don't know these are some kind of baits but there's no pictures of them so we can't talk about them but fish daddy got some stuff coming out flukes and ned jigs and uh, quad tails and air craws air worm Uh, what's that wide gap jig well we can't see them so so we don't know I have no idea if you want to look at them, 
Google. Uh, this next gen tackle box I thought was something a little bit different. Yeah, so bring that up. So this is uh, this is Flambeau's new uh, new tackle box, and it, it's kind of interesting because you think about the old tackle boxes we probably all used to use as kids, or if you've got a maybe not so much competitive kayak fisherman, but um, bank fisherman, um, John boats, right? You, you know, you get the tackle canoes. box canoes that that flip yep. up. The problem is you've got that tray usually or, or some trays may come up, but everything on the bottom gets stuck down there. Yes, it does. It's all rusted out and you'll look 40 years later yeah. and it's still stuck out. But this one, the, the trays open up to the side. The other thing with those really flip nice. top ones and every one of us has done it, you flip that joker open thinking it was level and next thing you know, it falls yep. for raw. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> top heavy, it Everything's flips over. Out I, got, I, got, I got a couple out here in the garage and uh, yeah, I mean, who would have thought it would have taken this long? Like they, they have some that, that pull out. Right. But even the pullout ones, like it's this a, is a way better design. And the pullout ones are much bigger. Cause you're talking about a 36 or a 3,700 box. that slides into it. Right. So it's, this is going to give you that same compact size and your drawers just open to the side. So definitely cool. Again, something innovative and different. It's not something I'm going to use. If I had cool. a kid, I'd probably buy. Yeah. Cool gift thing. idea. Yeah, if you got a kid getting into fishing, that that would definitely be uh, be a cool gift idea. Um, there's another Nate Brian Thrift's got a micro skipping jig coming out. From you don't North say. Uh, Four Horsemen, I believe, is a North Carolina company. I could be wrong. Uh, they're big in the saltwater, um, inshore game, popping cork. So it looks like they have a whole new line of popping corks coming out. So if you're a if you're an inshore guy, I know you've heard of Four Horsemen because I've only inshore fished like ten times, and I've heard of them. Uh, so I know they're a pretty big name. Um, frog togs. This was a bait that this Dixie flip from G rat. Yeah. A uh, little compact flipping bait, you know, not super wide body. Uh, going to move some water like with those ripples all the way down the appendages and stuff. It's going to be going to be a good one. I think pretty interesting. Again, something that's a little bit different from what we're used to seeing. Uh, so something that would pair nicely on the back of a black and blue snagless flipping jig. It would. I'm on the wrong screen again. Come on. Uh, they also, this thin swim. I like really this. Good from G-Rat. Yeah. So, so what do you guys notice about this? Like, and, and for the audience, yeah, we're live and stuff, but the thing that sticks out the most with this bad boy. Well, I see two things. Number one, the nose is flush. Yes. Yep. Right. So that should get a better connection with whatever jig head you're using. Yep. But two, I also notice with the tail, uh, typically on these baits, you see uh, it, this, the profile becomes a lot thinner. Mm -hmm. if, you know, it's all, that's probably three quarters of the way back before it really transitioned to fib, rib, rib tail, and, and then the paddle. Right. Whereas instead of it being maybe halfway or, or, or two thirds. Yeah. Right? So it probably, so I don't know. It may end up kicking more or, or may kick less. I, I'm not sure. I like it. Like you said, the first thing you guys pointed out was. The, the flat nose, like everybody get a lot of people, what do they do? They get a soft plastic out. They bite the nose off if they're going to put it on a screw lock or ride it up on a jig or whatever the case may be. And that just, that's like less waste, right? Less waste for the for the bait company itself. And then less waste for the, uh, for the angler. And then you're right when it comes to the tail, it's, it's, it's definitely different. So I'm interested in this because, uh, this is very natural looking in, yeah. in my opinion. And, who knows what the color schemes are they're going to have, but this looks like a really good swim bait. G-Rat has a lot of really cool plastics. I always forget about them when I'm looking for new stuff to try or I'm ordering, uh, but I'm going to, I'm definitely have, I have screenshots of these ones in my phone. Yeah. So. 
Uh, it's a cigar shaped, actually. A cigar minnow. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, P line's got a new floor, floor Endor X, whatever. Some new braid if you're a P line guy, I guess. Anti fade. Okay. Let's. This thing doesn't make any sense to me. Maybe somebody here can explain. Maybe Ben. Who's who's the who makes that? Uh, we'll talk about it in a minute because I don't want to go back out of the okay. picture. But they created this blade bladed jig, and their claim is they molded these two BBs in the head that the blade is going to hit and make the unique noise. I have no idea how the blade is hitting how? that BB right there. Ex give me the physics behind that, Ben. I mean, I, I would have to see a video, but to me, that doesn't make sense, right? Because when you when you tie your line to the duo snap. And it's swimming through that water. That blade is going to be up higher because that's that's where you're pulling. And with that split ring, right, that thing is going to hang down. No. Now, now, like we use split rings in our, our bladed jigs, and yeah, you will get some contact and all, but where exactly that bead is, it's not going to be there. Now, is there a BB inside that bubble what? that's clicking around? What bubble? Is that's a BB? That, that is, is the, the BB? BB. That's one of the two. Okay. Yeah. So it may, uh, maybe you're right. Maybe there's a loose one inside of the head, like they yeah, have I'm a not chamber sure. in there. Let's. I'm going to read a description real quick. Uh, so this is G. Pucci and Sons, Pucky, Pucky, whatever, uh, designed with two copper-plated BBs that have been molded into the head of the bait. Uh, First-gen fishing copperhead bladed jig is the loudest vibrating jig on the market. Uh, when the copperhead blade rocks from side to side, it makes... It strikes the BBs, emitting a loud and high-pitched rattling sound. I just don't see how it's going to hit. I don't see how that's possible. It, I'd have to see a video. I, yeah. I mean, because it's below I, I, it. I would imagine if they're marketing that, it does hit. I hope so. <laughs> you know? So, and, right? And I would imagine that metal-on-metal metal contact will make a different sound. Sure. Right? Yeah. So, um, they that same company, uh, G. Pucci's coming out with these two, and the extrovert and the introvert double clacker buzz baits one's a metal buzz bait one's a plastic bladed uh dual blade with clackers uh i'm not a dual blade buzz bait guy i know a lot of folks throw them catch a lot of fish on them uh it's not something that i've spent time throwing maybe maybe i should i don't know comment below if you think we should start trying these Pete, Pete will have 25 of them in I, his boat no, but um <laughs> hey so, so i've noticed i think we we're about we're not even halfway through this yet and yeah we're, we're 45 minutes in yeah we're rolling we're rolling so, so i know there's several we want to actually talk about. double bladed if you're into it check them out um i'm gonna roll through these stuff pretty quick more catfish stuff a lot of hooks uh, the force cracking so there's some updates to the garmin yeah. force trolling motor yeah the, the the big thing this year is the trolling motor wars right? it is yeah. you got the garmin um cracking you got the power pole move and move. move and then you've got the quest lineup from from mincota so um they're all going brushless. They're all getting more expensive. That's the trend right now. That's so. right. Yep. <laughs> yep. So there's there's a bunch of wireless integration stuff now with the Kraken from Garmin. So if you're a Garmin trolling motor graph guy, check them out. Uh, Looks familiar. G Crack Baits has had these bellows shad for a while. They came out with a smaller three eight uh, and a swimmer now that has a swimming tail on it. Uh, we talked about this a little bit earlier. I'm not going to waste a bunch of time on it because I I don't know enough about it, but a couple of Japanese anglers have been fishing these in the elites and catching some fish on them. Um, apparently, it looks like a bug that's trapped underwater with those those little silicone legs moving around and stuff. I mean, like 50% of the baits we throw, I don't even know what they mimic, but they get bit. So I'm sure it's going to be just fine. I'm sure, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, more Yamatanuki lookalikes. 
yeah and rods and reels. and as we scroll through this a lot of people will be like oh that's a knockoff of this that's a knockoff of this i mean almost everything that we see there was an original design and everyone went off from that design you know um and that's why it is hard to find that like a lot of a like uniqueness and, and original baits anymore um well so it's like the problem is is right the knockoffs right because when you start trying to patent something it has to be so unique yeah and mo 90 percent of the stuff we see every single year is a, a slightly different version creature bait slightly different design slightly different and, and and even if there is a patent i mean look at z-man with the chatter bait right they're the only ones that can sell the direct connect with the blade at mm -hmm. well except strike king because they they did the licensing deal berkeley too um and berkeley right yeah even though it's slightly different but like a split ring the court said that's okay to make it different <laughs> right it adds enough of a difference so that's just the way the industry is if something works and makes the company money another company is gonna uh, that's right attempt to uh do that. there's a couple other ones here that we, we really thought was interesting the jaw boom bait company this is their what are they calling this uh the the uh beaver balls the beaver balls yeah this this is a, <laughs> again i'm always looking to see what's a great profile to put on the snagless jig and this one is certainly one right here. super thin super streamlined actually depending on the overall length that'd be great for a long neck hook too yeah mm -hmm. um just drag it along the bottom or even a carolina rig or something Let's see if it says 4.4 and a quarter inches so yeah, yeah. the four out may it will be off or close to where those tails split yeah but you can still you're getting so much action on those tails anyway you're not yep. getting a lot of action anyway from the meat of that jaw techs come out with a, a kind of thin profiled craw flipping bait yeah that's they, the snatch i saw a video of uh TikTok with it it does it's it's like an inch wide mm -hmm. so, so it is a very wide it'd be great for skipping great yep. for flipping um and i think this is i think this is jaw tech's first creature i mean a uh, beaver style bait too. yeah yeah i wonder who comes i wonder where these names come up like you know you're just sitting around like drinking a cold beverage and you're like you know what let's call that one the snatch and this one called beaver balls <laughs> you know what i mean i don't uh, know interesting so the only new trolling motor that's actually new other than power pool is Minkota has the instinct now which is a saltwater big boat uh, i think it comes with a hundred up to a hundred inch shaft so for your wow. big big offshore near shore boats uh, those kind of things. Um, they have the Minkota Instinct. Uh, Humminbird has a new five-port switch. Nothing nothing crazy there. Uh, Catch King, it's not in here, but they got a pair of glasses that you can get real speeds or something out of. I don't know. I'm not going to waste a bunch of time on it until I know more about it. I'm sure we'll talk about it because uh, if you remember, we had Corbishly in here. We talked about AR glasses and, and forward-facing sonar and stuff. Yeah. Um, so this might be the first step to that. Now you're getting real data. Uh, Lumar, who I've never heard of, has a shallow water anchor coming out. Looks uh, pretty similar to something else. Looks like all the other shallow water anchors that literally all look identical, except for the Talon. Any hydraulic one looks the same. Um, so it looks like all the other ones. So maybe something to check out. Same price pretty much as all the other ones. Don't know anything about Lumar. Uh, the company is Lippert. So if you've ever heard of Lippert, um, they have the Lumar shallow water uh, anchor coming out. Might be uh, Might be your thing. Uh, Lot, tank, lots of new uh, lithium batteries. Lots, lots of battery lithium batteries. Well, and that's an important thing to bring up as you continue scrolling down is like, it, as much as we're upgrading the software and coming out with new electronics and stuff, like, make sure you got the batteries to power that stuff. You know, and I know, uh, I know I'm a, I've converted completely to lithium. 
It's what I'm comfortable with. It's what I found most success with. And I don't run nearly as many electronics as you guys do on your boats for sure. Um, but I'll tell you like, there ain't nothing worse than getting a nice new gizmo and you don't have the power to, to you don't need, you know, you don't need lithiums to run the new electronics by any, no, you, you don't, don't. spend that money. You can, you can, I don't run 99% of my boat off lithiums. The only thing I run is my trolling motor, my forward facing everything else is off of AGM batteries just because I know too many guys that do this for a living that have had too many issues with lithium batteries as starting in house batteries. So I, I won't do it personally. Yep. Um, but that's just me. Uh, rely on. So this is a lower ants company making their lithium batteries. Uh, they have the new HDS Pro, which is really the only new graph yep. coming out. And then the Active Target 2, uh, which uh, improved clarity and distance, all that. that. That is what I have on my boat this year uh, because I tinker constantly. So uh, I've had Garmin, I've had Mega Live, and now I have the Active Target 2 on my boat for this year. Mm -hmm. uh, a little compact popping frog from Lunker Hunt. We were talking about the compact frogs being the, the new thing. Um, so they came out. They have Lunker Hunt has a giant mouth on their popping stuff. Uh, probably be a good little bait. The, my biggest issue with the longer hunting stuff that I've used in the past is uh, the plastic is kind of junk and they don't last. So I've never caught anything on anything longer hunt. I, I mean, on a frog. I, I have, have stuff, frog, but, but get, that Boshi blade crank bait. I'm gonna click on it real quick. That's interesting. I, I don't know how I feel about that. A lot of guys add blades to their crank bait to the front hook. Yeah, like that's not that uncommon in fishing. Um, it is interesting. They added a different hook point behind the primary hook. It's going to hit that hook probably and make make some clacking sounds. I don't yeah. know. It, it, it's intriguing. Uh, it is something a little bit different. It's something I haven't seen before. Yeah, I uh, need to see more on it. But yeah, Trey, I, Trey, that was a good catch because I missed it earlier. That's that's an interesting one. Uh, there's 700 different Neds coming out. Uh, the snagless Neds are still the best Ned heads if you're going to throw a Ned rig. Uh, alternative now to the Yamatanuki, which the Yamatanuki is nothing new. That bait design has been getting thrown in in Japan for years. Um, John Cruz developed this, which is he's calling it the Bomba. That's uh, a video. I'm not going to watch a video, John. Sorry. Love you. Bye. Um, it's a little bit thinner profile, so he's been fishing with a strength shank worm hook because it's not as thick a plastic. Uh, still has that same fall, kind of like the Yamatanuki, uh, around the same weight. Um, made here in the U.S., if that's uh, what's important to you. Uh, I like missile and everything, so I will definitely be picking some of these up. My, it looks like a cocoon. Yeah, it just looked, <laughs> if, if you look at it, it literally looks like a craw without the claws, and that was what yeah. they were going for, so... Uh, muscle ant from Molex. I do. They, I like their little compact spinner baits. Um, they do a really good job of making compact spinner baits. Molex does. Uh, Iganelli likes those compact. He has a lot to do with uh, some of their design, and that's one of the things he's worked on. So I'll check them out. Need to see the weight. They don't have any of that listed. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see there. Uh, Molex. Molex has a soft lip list, which is something we've seen more of this year. There's another one that I like way better than this one that we're going to talk about, but that's a soft bait, lipless uh, crankbait. Uh, here's the I want, I long neck hook from Molex uh, US and also the long neck skirted hook. So if you're looking for a long neck hook, use one cast fishing's long neck hook support veteran. Imitation, I guess, is the best. <laughs> <one>. uh, <laughs> but their neck is not quite long enough on that. A little bit more affordable, inflatable Mustang survival is the best in the business. Um, 
I don't know what's different about this one. It says it's light, lightweight, uh, convertible. So if you're looking for some safety gear, uh, check out Mustang. This is one Ben was excited about. I don't know how I feel about this big giant lip. It is. I do want to try this. So it's yeah. a, it is a two and three quarter inch crankbait plug that only weighs three quarters of an ounce. So it's not right. It's a smaller profile, very long lip because it dies like 14, 15 foot. So it's definitely a smaller profile uh, to get some of those, you know, deeper fish on a crankbait. So mm-hmm. I want to try just because it's a little bit different. The yeah. Chippewa. Go ahead, Dre. No, I was just going to say anything you can do to get a crankbait deeper without adding, you know, lead dots and, and, you know, messing with your line too much. Like it's always a plus for that, me. That big old giant bill on there ought to keep it away from snags and stuff. Now you just better make sure you don't hit that off anything. Cause that thing's probably going to break. Oh, you're going to hit some stuff. Hey, look, another <laughs> lithium battery. If you're, if you want to fish a big giant soft alligator bait, you have one now. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, so that. That's a Florida bait right there. Yeah, we'll have to hit up old Mike and Mike, say, hey, throw the gator bait. Mike Johns will be punching with that. <laughs> I'm excited to get my oh, hands yeah. on one of these. I've seen some video on the flutter. Uh, Chris Zaldane, this is, he's got a bunch of big tournament fish caught on these. Uh, he's a lot crazier than I am because he'll flip it like under a dock and stuff, and I'm not going to do that because they're expensive. Uh, but he designed this bait. It's supposed to be nasty, so I'll, I'll be getting some of those because we get a fairly decent there it is. That's there's the soft. So I'm excited about this soft lipless bait. Yeah, ben pointed it this out. This is what the Vertrix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it yeah. is. Uh, it is a lipless crankbait that's soft body. So Nomad Design. It's yes. Yeah, so, so okay, yeah. So it's made by Nomad Design Tackle. It is a soft body lipless crankbait that's got a split tail at the end. So very probably very similar uh you, you work it very similar to a rattle trap ripping it through a yo-yo through grass you know in the springtime uh reeling it back it's silent i mean i can imagine it's doing really well when you're ripping grass because it is such a different profile than a metal lipless crank i think it's gonna work good anytime yo yo just that little fork tail you're gonna get some yeah. subtle movement out of it's not big and loud and in their face i think the biggest thing is is how long is it gonna last you know, when, yeah. when you start looking at anything hollow body and, you know, I ruined multiple frogs uh, on a trip before, but, you know, outside of tournament fishing, because we get so wrapped around tournaments, you know, recreationally fishing, if you only fish once in a while, it'll probably be fine. But I, I'm curious to see how it'll stand up uh, when you're fishing for, you know, if I take it out on Harris right now and catch 15 fish on it. If it's going to hold up, I'd imagine I, it's about like the coal shots or something. I say yeah. that all the time, but if it catches fish, I don't care if it catches two and then it's just <laughs> like, we all say that. Right. But if you're smashing them on them, it's like, well, that's what it is at that point. But I, I have a feeling it's probably fairly durable. They're not new to the, the soft body um, plug game. And this is their first salt. I mean, freshwater, I think version. Yeah. they've got saltwater versions of this too. So, well, the saltwater guys should know how to create things that yeah, hold up have, a little bit. Is this one soft too? No, no, no this I, is a, I, this one has a self tuning light tie, whatever that means. Um, more lithium batteries for anybody that's interested. The fish lung. I'm not going to click on this because it's a video and it doesn't really tell you anything. I don't know the science behind it. I don't know a lot about it. I know that I've, Talk to John Cruz, who's been using it, and he says it absolutely is the biggest innovation in fish care that he has seen since he started professionally fishing over 25 years ago. And, and what it is, fish lung, what they're claiming is you put this in your live well, and I, I don't understand the, it's, right, you install it somehow, 
and it super saturates the water with small oxygen bubbles, which apparently allows the fish to take in that oxygen better. Hmm. Yeah, they say it's it's usable oxygen. It's it, it creates more usable so, oxygen. So again, not known the science, but the only thing I can think of is somehow it, it creates it creates more dissolved oxygen in yeah. the water. I wonder if it helps dissolve some of the gas buildup in there too. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. know. I just know that it, that hearing it from a guy like that and say it's the biggest thing he's seen in fish care, like I take that that pretty hold that in pretty high regard. So wait, looking for more. Do we, do we have pressurized tanks? Oh yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a, like it's a, this top water frog. I don't. I saw fact, this earlier. The like, fact that the combo doesn't have it is a disappointment. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Now, for the, for price, the price, yeah. Yeah. No way to go, Jacob. Uh, fish lab this is a, just a little tail they've made for a trailer for like spinner baits and stuff um this is uh akuma came out with this you Could know what? i like that yeah i like that instead of having to ruin a whole swim bait or or whatever and cut it in half like it's like here just here's the I tail i don't throw trailers <laughs> on spinner baits because there's absolutely no reason to that's not true uh, that is completely subjective it's not true. You don't need a you don't need a trailer. Completely subjective. Absolutely don't need a trailer. <laughs> no, I mean there's probably times where you do. I I don't need a trailer, so I don't ever throw a trailer. Never come across 50, 50 Never that. come across a situation where I felt like I needed a trailer. Yeah. Uh, so I just I don't I don't use one. But I know like Trey and others throw them a lot, and they they get bit too. I think the biggest thing for me with a trailer is if I'm trying to slow it down, or you know I don't know I I don't know why. Sometimes I throw them with it on. Sometimes I throw with them off. There's the power pull move, uh, the third in the trolling motor wars. Uh, I got to play with one at Redcrest. They are awesome. They are awesome. They are awesomely not priced, but they are awesome. Five. They're five grand, so they're about a thousand dollars more than their <coughs> competitors. But they're a lot. They build in redundancies. You're you're essentially getting two trolling motors in one. Oh, so, so there's multiple boards in it. So if one board fails, you're not down a trolling motor. Uh, the main drive gears with the turn are one of the biggest failure points in trolling motors. They put six in it. So when one fails, the second kicks in. If that one fails, the third one kicks in. Um, the big thing with is power pull. So it you is. don't have to take it to a service center to get it worked on. If you have an issue, you call power pull. They send the parts to your house. Apparently, it's super easy to fix and work on. Um, so if you're in the market, uh, it's an option. It's a little bit more, but if if you're worried about failures or you've had issues with all Trexes like some have or the Ghost or the uh, what's the, the Force, the force uh, crack, might, crack, be, might be an option crack. for you. <laughs> uh, I'll have three of these because I'm a Plano <laughs> Edge guy. I love the storage. Yeah, I mean, I, I love the Edge jig boxes. Yeah. I've got multiple of them terminal boxes i buy mine from walmart right now when i try to get a, a jerk bait it takes three and a half hours because they're all tangled, tangled yeah and the giant mess so you pull one out you do the old shaky shake hope i love it fall off i love the noise the shaky shake <laughs> makes. how many is the hold uh what does it say uh well you can bring it up and we can count 20 individual up to 20 i got more than that so that's why i said i'll have three of them no nah, i don't need it you don't it's need too, too many boxes. You don't need 20 in your boat at a time. Bro. I need as many as I want in my boat at a time. Uh, this will be a great bait. The Nessie, uh, soft. It is a soft glide bait. Uh, they come in three sizes. Uh, is pretty much a straight knockoff of uh, Flag, who makes them, but the flags are super hard to get. So anybody that watches this, it's a oh, swim oh. bait. You're going to get upset. Look, you got to get on a drop on a flag if you can get one. It's three times the cost. 
now they're going to be available to people starting at 13 bucks. Um, you'll be able to skip this thing up under docks. You'll be able to do a bunch with it because it's a soft bait. Uh, and if you if you snag it and it? lose it, I think they have six, six, eight, nine or something like that, or six, nine, and eleven. I I, I don't know. I haven't seen. There's three sizes that are coming. All up. thirteen bucks. No, they go up in length. I think the the smaller one starts at thirteen, okay. and the biggest one's like right at twenty. But the flag, which it's, I'm not gonna say it's a direct knockoff. The flag, which is the other soft plastic, um, glide bait on the market is like 110 bucks or something like that and they only they only release so many so many times a year this berkeley dime another interesting bait uh it is it's a uh what's the word i'm looking for it's not balsa uh, but apparently whatever they have designed and filled this with it reacts exactly like a balsa bait does uh, there's a bunch of people that have been fishing them that are touting them guys that are not on pure fishing staff that that have tried them that are talking highly of them uh, so it'll be interesting to see uh, how that bait works uh, queen tackle has a tungsten hair jig coming uh, so that'll be uh, that'll be interesting with your forward facing again forward facing huge here's a tungsten underspin again tungsten big reason they're doing that forward facing uh, rabbit baits destin demarion who's been on the show you know we've had him on a couple times He's big on these rabid baits. This is their new uh, drop shot bait. Uh, it's going to be a killer. It's a three-inch bait. That little bit of rabbit fur on the end gives you just uh, gives you just some unique action. The way that it works in the water. Is it is it rabbit fur? Yeah. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's why they're rabid baits, and they have a angry rabbit on there. Uh, <laughs> I know it's not for rabies. And I, yeah. We watched the Crush City video for the Bronco bug. Uh, gonna be a cool looking bait. It looks really neat. The big thing is um Rapala, Rapala, however you want to say it. They are they're coming out with the soft, soft plastic, plastics, soft yeah. plastic line. Yeah. A lot of that's probably because Jacob Wheeler's with them and he wants plastics to use. So yep. they're, they're expanding out. They're calling them Crush City. They're all his. I know there's a there's one that looks like a spunk shad. They got this Bronco bug. Uh so look to check those out. Again, they probably Rapallo will probably be fall, if not spring, before you get your hands on any of their new stuff. You think Rapallo will be in the fall? That's all. It's Rapallo. <laughs> Rapallo, Rapallo, everybody that watches and listens, let us know. <laughs> They're going to type in Rapallo, Rapallo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What else we got here? Yeah. Oh, oh. I don't know what happened there. Sorry, guys. Uh, nothing crazy. Uh, yeah, I think I think that I think this I think we hit most of the ones we wanted to talk about. Yeah, I'm gonna get through kind of quick while we look. There's some more inflatable vest options coming out. But but as the as, important thing is to wear a PFD. Yep. As we scroll through the end here, hopefully you know you guys have enjoyed. We're just sitting here talking about what we're seeing, what caught our Ooh, eye. the Megalodon. Yep. This is gonna be a good one. So uh, big six inch soft plastic swim bait. Uh, I have two of them out in my truck. I should have brought one in. I could have showed it, but. Um, Everybody's like, it's a mag draft knockoff, completely different. It swims different. The tail shape's different. Uh, the, the, the How heavy the plastic is is different. Um, the tail's much bigger, so it's got a lot bigger thump and a lot bigger wobble. Uh, the other thing they did, which I really like, is uh, mag draft. Their, their magnetic hook keeper is already embedded in the plastic. Uh, Spro has one that you screw in yourself, so you can find where you want it you can make sure that it's set to where it's actually going to hold the hook in. Cause I can't tell you how many mag drafts I have that won't hold a hook. They won't uh, because the magnet got set too deep or, or whatever along those lines. So uh, they're starting to hit shells. If you see one and you want to throw six inch, uh, six inch swim baits, you Megalodons. like that, check the Megalodon out. 
this walking haint is supposed to be an awesome topwater walking bait. Looking forward to getting my hands on a couple of them to try. Uh, I am a big fan of Spro hard baits. I like I like the stuff that they do and what they've come out with. Um, offset hooks. Uh, Spro again, another rod. If you're looking for a rod to throw big baits, that KGB rod uh, is going to be a good one for throwing those kind of baits. More jigs. Uh, they're coming out with a craw nugget, which looks like the Bomba. Uh, blueback herring lakes. People are absolutely going nuts about these. I know Brian News throwing it a bunch and some other folks. Uh, just because of the profile and length, I guess it, it looks really good uh, in those blueback herring and kind of kind of simulates them with the shape and everything. I don't know. I don't fish many blueback herring lakes, so any actually. So if you're a blueback herring guy, that might be one for you. It looks like they have two size. Uh, they start at 18 bucks 19 bucks so mm. not too bad on the pocket for a big bait uh, a bunch of boat stuff like what what's not on here that you probably need to get your hands on is a good a good lure retriever <laughs> so like when you're throwing these you know massive crank baits or these big glide baits or whatever you know some guys can afford to do it and break them off in the bottom of the water i try to take care of the lake as much as i can and not lose 20 to 50 bucks a pop. You just need a three ounce waist and, yeah. and a clip. So yeah, so you can make your own or whatever, but uh, yeah, probably important. Here's a bait I'm really excited about, uh, the Striking Gravel Dog. Oh, yeah. Super innovative. Definitely not anything like the Rock Crawler. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Bitsy Splash would be a good one, a little uh, a compact um, pop R style bait. Hey, listen, Strike King's so, done it right with their pop R baits. They, they're, yeah. They're good. Right, yeah, you're the you're the throwing them or the uh, what's the expensive one? The Ricos. Yeah, I, I use the Ricos or the Splashes. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're so, tough to beat. Like I've got a bunch of the Ricos, the little small quarter ounce ones. Which again, talking about, I think we talked about earlier. Like you have to downsize your rod and reel for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as we we're almost, if you know, following along, we're almost to the bottom of the page here. As we're pretty much went through all the new products here at iCast. Um. We talked about the ones I think most exciting to us. And again, I mean, we're primarily focused on, um, you know, bass fishing. And this is, uh, as we're looking at a bunch of jigs. Toad Thumper's coming out with a line of jigs now. Uh, these are all like. So if you haven't noticed. I am kind of excited about this. I, I noticed it right before we went live. So Vexen has this little war, uh, sort of like a wiggle warp size crankbait. That looks like a um, frog. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that color looks like a frog, but that, I think that's going to be an interesting bait to check out uh, for for fishing those tight areas, trying to get a little bit tighter wobble bait in there and, and things like that. So uh, that one might be cool. Uh, if you're looking for an underwater camera to tow a bait behind, they've come out with one that's only 160 bucks. So uh, I actually, when I saw this, was like that might be cool, but I don't want to lose a hundred and sixty dollar camera when I hook a fish and break it off. So. <laughs> $160 camera that's less than some of these glide baits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> more jigs, more jigs. The Yamatanuki, uh, somebody had mentioned something. David, yeah, it's a great bait. Uh, catches fish. I've been throwing them both sizes. They've come out with the the, the finesse one now that's like a two, two and a half inch, and then they have the four inch or whatever the big one is. Um, just a different fall, a different fall rate, just something different uh, that, that gets bit, especially – if you're fishing vertical structure like trees, docks, things like that, uh, because with a with a wacky rig, you get more of a left to right. Uh, you get a bit more of a wide fall. Um, 
with that Yama Tanuki, it rocks back and forth. Like so a feather. Like if you put it along a tree, it's going to fall straight down that tree or with a wacky rig and some other presentations you might get out of a little bit. So I've heard people talking about this itchy worm. It's another big worm. This is a Yamamoto coming out with, so we'll have to see what that looks like. Um, I didn't think there was anything else. For my my northern guys, this Gobius is going to crush the smallmouth uh, in the Great Lakes. Uh, they have a little bit different chatter rate coming out called the Evo. I don't know what's different about yeah, it. They discontinued. I saw a video on today. They discontinued the Elite. Oh, really? Now they now they got the Evo for the Evolution. So. Okay. They made this injector where you can inject rattles into stuff now. Um, this rod, I don't know how I feel about it. Um, they don't do a good job of talking about what it is, but this rod doesn't have a real seat. Uh Essentially, what you do is you decide where the reel balances the best for you, and then you electrical tape your reel to the rod. Uh, and uh, yeah, so what? Yeah, apparently it's a thing. This isn't something they've invented. This is a thing. Uh, I have a feeling it's a super niche thing. Um, Drew's Ultimate Ned Rig Rods, check it out. You need to come and jump on the one cast because we need to have a conversation yeah. about this rod I'm concept. To, I might be able to get some Zenith. <laughs> I don't know which Drew that is, but that, yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. They call it a Tennessee handle, so maybe you can Google that. Uh, who's the manufacturer? It's Z Man. Oh, Z Man. Yeah. Okay. Z Man, come on the show. Yeah. Come on the show. Let's <laughs> come talk on the about show. The Let's design. talk about that. Weighted swim bait hooks. And that's pretty much the end of, uh, of iCast new product showcase. There might be a few more that pop up in there. And again, we didn't even touch any of the apparel no. or any of the other, you know, outdoor industry. There's Jawtech. What's up, Colt? What's going on, Colt? If you're still there, we're looking forward to trying out your uh, the snatch. Your snatch. I like it. <laughs> Pete, I'm get your mind I'm sorry. out of the gutter. 13-year-old child. Good um, Lord. Uh, yeah, looking forward to trying that bait out, though, Colt. It looks... Uh, it's different, man, and I like different. You know, that wide body, thin profile. You don't have a bunch of appendages like most of the other flipping baits, so it should be pretty cool. So overall thoughts from the OneCast crew. Ben, what do you think about the things that we just ran through? I mean, there's a couple things I want to try, some things that definitely stick out. But, I mean, I, we talked about in the beginning, you know, overall, it's just kind of under underwhelming. Uh, with new products. Now, I think we're the industry is kind of going through a lull right now. There's uh, issues with demand and supply and coming out of COVID and the economy and all that. Yep. But then there's also just these these waves that we go through in the industry. Like there's a bunch of new stuff within like three or four years. And then, it, and then it, you know, it takes a while before the next big thing really, an actual true game changer comes along, right? Yeah. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see where we go uh, in the industry. There's... You, you always think there's going to be the end of innovation, but people continue to innovate. You keep seeing things where I think where we're going to see the biggest drives innovation wise is going to be in electronics. Sorry, I, Trey was making a banging noise. I was just making sure it didn't interfere. But um, I think the biggest innovation is going to be in electronics moving forward. Like as far as making a shad shaped bait or a blueback herring shaped bait or a worm shaped bait, a flipping bait, a creature bait, a frog, a toad. There's only so many shapes you can make, right? Like at the end of the day, they're going to be similar. You might see some plastics, techno plastics technology that changes things a little bit. Like when they came out with a Laztec, uh, now you see some other companies coming out with stretchable, durable plastics. Um, you see companies coming out with softer plastics, harder plastics that hold up better in salt water. 
So you may see a little bit there, but generally bait design that we see jerk jerk baits. I think everybody now makes a jerk bait looks like a Mega Bass One Ten. Like that's the shape, that's the profile, that's where it's at. Like back in the day, everybody was making a Rapala. Everybody made a Rapala that looked like a Rapala. The shape, the bill placement, the design. You're starting to see that. So maybe someday we'll see a little bit of a change. But generally speaking, I'm not going to say it's underwhelming, but it's what I expected. There, there's not a ton of innovation and uh, not a ton of super exciting new stuff coming out this year. Yeah. I, the, the thing that I'm most excited about is, is not a new bait, not a new piece of electronics, uh, not a new boat. It's something that's going to save us money uh, in the long run. And, th and that's going to be hard to come by because, you know, anglers just tend to dump a lot of money and listen, the businesses in the industry need you to do that in order to keep innovating and, and coming up with new concepts and stuff to sustain. Um, but you know, Ben, you, you hit the nail on the head. We are still dealing with negative effects, negative impacts from the demand, uh, supply and demand from COVID and stuff like that. So maybe that's why you're not seeing as much come out, or maybe it's a combination of man, there's really not a whole lot of ideas right now because yeah. we've developed so much stuff. You know, the, the big glide bait game has came online. So you're seeing a lot of people getting that. And then the soft plastic, uh, big swim bait game, the mag drafts and yeah. all that stuff. Let me say that the finesse game, I think is still there. Well, I think we'll start because we're yeah. starting to see some companies with some BFS reels. Shimano's got the new uh, Aldebaran BFS that they're releasing to the American public. Uh, or North America, cash has got BF. There's a couple, yeah, that started the last couple of years, yep, but I don't think it's exploded fully yet, yeah. Um, I think that's something that will, con I mean, the Demiki rig and that stuff's being made popular, yeah. but the actual, you still see a lot of those guys using spinning reels and stuff, yeah. Right? So I think that may be the next, the next thing. I think it's gonna have to be from industry folks, guys that I know that do it for a living, that have bigger companies successful in the industry. The next big shift you're going to see isn't going to be guys switching to BFS as much as I would like it to be. The next big thing is going to be oversized baits. Big, big baits. One ounce, two ounce, ounce and a half spinner baits. Big swim baits, big glide baits like we're starting to see. Big crank baits that dive shallower but bigger profiles. There's a push now to the bigger profile stuff because they're seeing success catching bigger fish, throwing bigger profiled stuff. You're starting to see more guys do it in tournaments. I mean, look at look at um, when they were on Murray for uh, or not Murray on uh, Santee. No, Norman for Redcrest. Everybody was throwing a six-inch soft plastic swim bait to catch spots. Like that's what guys were throwing it, around docks. Like it, there's a huge shift, and from guys that work in the industry, own tackle companies, guys I know that fish for a living. That's where it's going next. It's going to be big baits, big one-ounce spinner baits. Uh, those types of things. And then I just, I don't know that we're going to see BFS and stuff take off. Like I would like to, but you may be right, but it may be delayed because the industry goes through cycles. Well, yeah. remember back. No, I think it'll come. It used yeah. It'll all be about big jigs, big yep. crank baits. Yep. And, then, and then what do we start going to drop shots, Ned rig, <laughs> yep. shape, you know, that sort of stuff. Um, no, and I know. don't mean we're never going to see that shift. <clears throat> I mean, I, I don't think that's going to be the next one. I think you're going to see a big bait push for the next five years or I so. And then you're gonna go. You're gonna have to go back to finesse because when everybody's out there hammering away with a one ounce spinner bait and a six inch swim bait and all that, you're gonna see guys starting to go back to finesse to catch those fish because those fish have seen That's all right. these big yeah. baits. So it's cyclic, like everything. Exactly. And what are what's ninety percent of the bait that you always see the anglers hold up when they win a tournament? There's a soft plastic in there. 
There's a wacky rig. There's a wacky rigged Cinco or stick bait. There's a a jig or a a, a creature bait, right? Those aren't going to go away. So the, I don't know, other (laughs) 49.5 million people that don't tournament fish, you're still going to want to get your hands on those things because they're cheaper. They're going to catch you fish in ponds. They're going to catch you fish in the rivers, off the bank, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, That stuff's not going away. But, you know. Awesome. You guys yeah. got anything else? Nope. Appreciate everyone joining us. Uh, like Pete said at the beginning, head on over to onecastfishing.com. Use the code the onecast to save some money at checkout and uh, leave us a review and share all this stuff with your friends. We really appreciate it. Yeah, it's been another uh, another fun week. I've enjoyed doing a live one. I don't know that I would want to do this every week. I know it works for some podcasts, but uh, I like to to be able to edit stuff and, and do that and, and bring guests on, which is a little bit harder to do live. But I appreciate everybody joining uh, again, uh, we talked about one cast fishing. You know, they're, they're a big reason why we're able to do this. Uh, also, make sure you check out kingfisherdesigns.net. Our friend Jeff Christensen uh, painted these pictures here. He designed our logo. Uh, excellent wildlife outdoor fishing artist. Does commission work. He has a bunch of stuff on there. He sells uh, prints t-shirts, does all that cool stuff. So if you're looking for any of that kind of stuff, make sure you reach out to him. Uh, support those that help support us and uh, help us continue to grow a culture of anglers helping anglers one cast at a time. That's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, my God, it's a toad, son. It's a toad, dude. Let's go. I wake up to a little bit of drool on my pillow, feel like it's going to be a bad day.